Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. This My name be, is Ben. Uh, I'm Chris. Yep. This will be. Uh, yes, this will be the greatest. This will be the greatest. The greatest. Um, what episode is this now? So we did 19. That was 20. 21. This will be. 21. Is, yeah, pretty cool. My age. We might actually start labeling them so you can follow along at home as well. I think that might be yeah. a good idea. And you can label them at home. Good, good. Shit. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> One star. star lucky hunter. Five star. Five star every time. Five star every time. Uh, and look, today we're going to focus on a, a few different things, but uh, likely um, AFLX. We're going to get into a bit of a review uh, into the AFLX. Yep, but first let's give a few shout-outs. So we have um, EA Belg. Oh, please shout-out and let us know how you say that. So you are the most listened person. Which, yeah, nice. Uh, 62 from one person is not bad, so that means they need to have listened to every episode at least couple times. three times. Yep, but look, if you um, feel free to reach out like we do always. Uh, Heath as well, uh, yep. Heath Kingham, so appreciate it, mate. Thank you for sticking around. And, um, you know, look, so you look at a couple of these other top listeners as well. Russ Whitney. Russ, Russ with knee. Russ with knee. Russ is uh, very active on our Facebook page as well. So thanks there, Russ. Yes. Um, we've also got... Uh, sweet Onion 29. Sweet, with 40 it. listens. He's, he's a nice guy. Good old Sweet Onion. Um, another guy who pretty much likes every single one of our, the stuff that we have... Uh, his name is Schmotz Knuckle. I don't even know what the hell that is. And he's got a picture with Bang. <laughs> good, good on him, though. Good old Schmotty. Um, and uh, us. I'm sure that uh, user five one four nine three whatever. He's uh, yeah, yep, he's he's there right up. There. He's right up there. Pick up your game. <laughs> user seven four six nine three two eight. But look, another person, uh, Jesse Everlastingham. I know we made fun last time about um, you know the handbags. But he but did contact us. He has and, uh, he has liked a few, so liked a few much, podcasts buddy. and things. So really appreciate it. So look, we just want to say we appreciate you. Yes, and uh, there's also a lot of uh, uh, great pages out there that have been giving us a lot of shout outs. Um, so, uh, Dr. Supercoach uh, yesterday gave yep. a shout out. Uh, Cheezo, if you listen, mate, yep. uh, big uh, salute to you, my sir. And said if you're not that, listening, Cheezo, pick up your game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he liked my voice, which I don't know why, <laughs> but thank you very much, buddy. It's sort of like a Barry Manilow kind yeah, of. Yes. It's, well, I mean, if you like it that way, well, I can get real down to. <laughs> but look, uh, please do check out Dr. Supercoach. They have awesome podcasts as well. They do have. Um, some good statistics on their Facebook as well, for particularly for the rookies. Rookies, yeah. So they've um, got a great rookie yeah. watch list. So so. I, the way I see it, if you combine their rookie spreadsheet with like our um, like draft and high end sort of spreadsheets, like yep. you can't go wrong. Seriously, yeah, great information for both, which I think is really good. Yep. Um, sh- shout out to uh, there's a captain super coach. Um, the game. There's quite a few there's guys on Twitter. Few. Um, that have been really, really good for us. And really supportive as well. Supercoach just a, Saints just, been really just good. Just a side note there, Chris. I was thinking, if you put their spreadsheet with my spreadsheet, you'd have uh, Doctor Insider, which sounds a bit sus. <laughs> wow. That's a gynecologist I don't want to meet. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I do. Doctor Insider. Oh, jeez, Chris. 
That's horrible. But look, yeah, banter we, fresh. We Hashtag banter fresh. I know we like to sort of do little comments as well, so little shout outs to whoever is listening to us from overseas. Yes. Um, please let us know where you're listening from as well. Don't we had a guy say, I'm the guy from Qatar. Yes, that was so cool. Hi from Qatar. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. That was very cool. Like, don't, yeah. you know, if you're just listening in your grandma's basement, you know, or, or it's the one day they give you reception in the rape dungeon, please, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, don't feel free to give us that kind of details. But if you're overseas, please do shout out. Uh, um, we had, uh, we got now 25 listens from Ireland, so that must be Marty Clark, who's back there with the, with the only Irish people that play AFL over there. So I thought it's cool. Hanley, isn't it? Cyan Hanley, whatever, gone home. Yeah, he went home. He's still listening to the podcast, Jeez, so well done. Poor Brisbane, how brutal. They get rid of peers and then they go, you know what, your brother's gone, so you can take off too. <laughs> I feel bad, really. I don't oh, really. But, poor you know. guy, had a lot of injuries, but look, uh, quite a few in the United Kingdom. Uh, Qatar, he's got 46 in Qatar, so thank you for that. Uh, Japan, Singapore, Kuwait. Look, really appreciate it, wherever you are from. Obviously, most of you are Australians, so for those, good day, mate. And um, look, appreciate it. So, look, Chris, let's get into the let's athletes. Let's get into it. What did you make of the nonsense that I, you saw? <laughs> my complete honest opinion, I did post it at Twitter, and I was, I was understated to how I actually felt, but... Um, it literally stripped away everything that I like about AFL and then put the it clothes. in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. No, um, yeah, contested footy. Like, I'm sure, like, I understand that it's not a good look for the game to be so contested. I love contested football. I, uh, yeah, what I don't love is continuous back and back and back and back, like stoppage, 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 stoppage. But to have no stoppages was an absolute joke. I, like, that's just dumb. It, there's guys in the in our game that will not have a place on a list if AFLX is is to go ahead. Yeah, I think I think they already have marked a few improvements that they're going to sort of look at. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch as did many as I would have liked. Did you find it as enjoyable as a spectacle? Like, did it was a once off or? Like I didn't a, mind watching a couple of those younger guys like Paddy Dow. I thought that contested mark yeah. on the on the wing there. I thought that was really quite impressive. Probably the only contested mark in the entire series, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, but I, I do think you're right. I think. <laughs> I think everyone was kind of almost forced as well to, oh, what a, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, it, 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 obviously, it reeked of, you know. The, Nick Del Santo pl- plugging it like yeah, hardcore. I'm it, like, buddy, just it, calm down. It, right? reeked no one of, it reeked of self-promotion and no one wanted to get out of line. So they're talking about, you know, all the positives. I was actually a bit surprised that uh, Fagan actually came out. The only coach that came out. Came out and said, yeah, I don't know if the fans actually like this. I mean, like, you know, you you people, fans like to... Uh, celebrate and, and appreciate the goals, but you made the observation, Chris. It's like basketball; they like, kick a goal, and then next minute, like, oh, defend! You know, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, no way, celebration. There's no, stoppage, there's no nothing. There's no replay. Crowds kind of go, yeah, great goal. Next minute, oh wait, the ball's that out. That needs again. to stop. That's Where one one change. If I could recommend it, is you can't just have ping pong football. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, fans want to enjoy it like you're enjoying it on the field, and it just takes away the spectacle. Especially uh, maybe a. A 10-second break for a, for a super goal or whatever the hell, and maybe a five-second yeah. break for a normal goal. And let's let's admire the super goal and watch him wind up oh, from the 60. 40, no, from the 40 metres up. Dane Rampy with three zoopers. <laughs> oh, dude. They really played it up. Uh, you know you know who I think AFLX is I most I think Rampy was just so impressed to be out of the back pocket, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, just, the goals. Oh, my God. The what's goals are right here? there. Yeah, defenders who have big boots. That's, that's really all you need in this game, right? Um, but yeah, I think Ross Lyon actually enjoyed uh, AFLX more than anyone else because you actually got to play as exciting players in positions that that made sense. So yeah, good on you, Ross Lyon, for having a go. Yep, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Ross. And I was a little bit upset that uh, Trelaw didn't play and try out those boots we said, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, he's probably still injured. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run. 
Good old Trelawney. Well, is there like, is only one way to run. It's yeah, either forward is. or backwards, right? Like, there's only really... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, for those that have missed it, we, we always joke, we Trelaw only runs one way, so we thought we'd <laughs> send him some two-way boots. I don't know if he's received them. I hope he has. I've been lost in the mail. Australia Post is not very fantastic these days. <laughs> um, but, look, it was a basketball match. It was literally what AFL are trying to make into a basketball match. Seven players on the field is far too short, in my opinion. Um, ping-pong football, back and forth, no contests, no aerial contests, no tackling. It was just high skill, uh, move the ball quickly, handball out to someone outside the 40 to a, a goal. I, yeah. I just I didn't enjoy it as a spectacle. I won't enjoy it if it's on next year. Oh, I, the t- only thing was good rookie watch. Yeah, good Would rookie watch. That? Yeah, oh, for some, but then you kind of, again, you're kind of, you're not really, you're just going off stats. Like, who got a lot of ball like Sicily got a lot of ball so now I heard his percentage has gone from like 2% to 10% PS yeah, it's uh, it, it, I think it might be dangerous for Supercoach because people watch AFLX and go oh he was really good um, they came oh. out and said um, there was no injuries from the AFLX Incorrect. There yeah, was. There was. Someone did their... Uh, actually, I don't even know. Yes, uh, Willie Rioli did a, a, a knee. He's out of the first JLT when he was flagged to play in both. Oh, he copped a knock. Four, yeah, but that's, he's out for three weeks. That's a hard bang. It's probably because he's so small. The poor Philly copped a... You know, I'll tell you what, it was impressive, though. Jesus, did you see... Uh, watching him play... Um, oh, he's on my radar. He'll be a downgrade option. I don't think he's going to play round one. It would be unlikely for him to play one. I reckon but, he will. He'll be right. He just copped a little knee, but... And Pichaselli as well, uh, did dislocated finger. One of, one of the big things I actually liked was uh, A, Brisbane won, which was <laughs> outstanding. But um, it's, the, it's about the small things in life, right? It was, it's no, but the it, it, there wasn't much flair. Like, people weren't showing much flair. But Robbo booted, like, the match winner. He booted a big one, and he kind of gave this little, little fist pump, like, you know, hand up, like... I actually fist care pump. about this. Is that, I mean, it's the most fun he's probably had in a Mate, Brisbane jersey. Brisbane let's care. Fair. Let's put it this way: Brisbane care more about wins <laughs> than Collingwood do teeth. <laughs> That's true, and there's probably <laughs> there's probably more of them as well. <laughs> I'm talking about teeth, not wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't backtrack that one, mate. You dug, you dug your shallow grave. Yeah, I know. Um, um, in terms of the actual uh, gameplay, didn't like it at all. I'll be honest with you. I, I just didn't. But, but your favourite player, Langdon, he was so good kicking it to a contest. Do, no, well, crisp, crisp, crisp. Sorry, crisp. Still can't kick. Kicking out from fullback. And watching the, all the other JLTs, everyone's kicking to an open player because there's so much openness. Chris just bombing it long to a contest every time. Every time. Every time. And you wonder why we can't clear it in a normal game because you've got people like Chris just kicking to a contest every five seconds. Yeah, let's put him in defense. That'll work oh, out well. Oh, just don't. He's just, he has the worst decision making of an AFL listed player alive. Here comes the rant. This, oh. he, you should have heard him. Chris was getting so just, angry and agitated. We should, we should post screenshots like, of the text messages. Oh, just basically so yelling. Angry. Like, as much, I'm like, yeah. Yes, okay, just calm down, Chris. Yeah, but Chris... Uh, And look, but there was some good rookies. Um, I was impressed uh, with Tim Kelly, apart from his first kick out in the full. (laughs) Tim Kelly comes on the scene, first kick out in the full. Next kick misses goal. Next kick, it's straight at goal and shanks it to the left. But Um, he he actually had... He got a bit of the ball. He was quick as well. Um, I think he finds space. I think he really reads the play quite well. I know you can't tell much from, say, seven... Um, you know, seven guys on the field and there's a lot of space and things like that. But he got in the right positions really easily. Um, used to uh, good skills. He's a big boy. I, I'm I'm partial on him to start round one. If he does get a gig, oh, he's, I think he's, he's in, in he's, most people's He has teams. to be, uh, for sure, now. Yeah. I think the one person that's really crept up was uh, Paddy Dow. He's definitely... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, like, you know, I thought he was a bit smaller. Impressive. But he's playing. So I'm like, well, obviously, he must have, haven't had those uh, issues. Like, yep. he had surgery end of last year. So... But, yeah, he looks pretty solid. Yep. Like, um, talk sure. of the town at the moment, Riley Bonner. 
Kicked yep. a huge super goal. First one, two. Um, so they, if you if you ever get a quiz about who, who, uh, who kicked the, the first, first super goal, super, super goal um, you know, so Riley Bonner. Bonner. And um, obviously with Pollack going down, he's definitely shot up in people's uh, calculations for round one. Um, I'm not against the pick, but I'm not looking for someone who's his price point in my defense. And I don't think you can carry someone like a Bonner and then have a Christensen in your forward line. I think you've got to really pick one or the other. And there seems to be a little bit more value in defense with Dodis, who who wasn't incredibly impressive early, but I think actually overall Well, ask, the, ask well. the coach as well today for Adelaide, which yep. will probably be yesterday by the time you hear this. But um, they're saying that he's actually had a full preseason, which is good. He hasn't done that previously. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's had a preseason, which I think should actually set him up really nicely, considering you got all those stats in the um, sample. Yep. When he didn't really have a preseason, so I think he's really looking uh, very promising. Uh, I'm really happy, Chris, with the Q and A. I, I just put up questions that I think super coaches want to know, and then I try and be like, you know, all like, oh, thanks in advance, and give them a little bit of a pump up. And I've had yeah, about yeah. I've had about five replies. Yeah, he's he's basically like what AFL.com famous at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm on like I'm on the AFL.com videos five times, and, if and you're I'm not, on there once as well for uh, for the goal. And if you so. want to know my name, just start watching the uh, the Q and As, and then you'll see my name pop and up. Although, Facebook they, although sometimes they like they type up like they misspell your name and stuff. But yeah, I but know. look, the one thing that I thought was really cool uh, was Greenwood. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, oh, you're right. You know, he's big on pressure acts and they reckon there's room for him. However, he'll be playing uh, more mid minutes and that's a, a very much a sign um, of Adelaide and where they're going with their midfield this year. So yeah. with Gibbs coming in, uh, like we said in our Adelaide podcast, Hugh Greenwood will probably play more forward. Yeah, mid um, and then forward. Yeah. yeah so he'll a, be he'll be in there to get contestable in the pressure acts in the midfield, but then he'll go forward as well. Exactly uh, right. Which will probably help fill some of the goal uh, um, the void. Something that didn't make sense in the, in the AFLX is... Which it's just it blows my mind. You got a lot of guys that are really good kicks in the AFL, but you can't leave someone like a Mitch Duncan, who is probably or possibly the best kick, especially at Geelong. Yep. Just outside the forty for a handball received to an open super goal. They did it like they tried it like four or five times. I think he sinked three. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's a he's a jet. But same with the you know Rampy. It was seemed to be the way of the play is if you take a mark that's anywhere near forty, you just handball it behind you and someone kicks a super goal. Pretty much. Like, so why wouldn't you man up on those people? I don't know. I just it was just frustrating to watch. But um, it was the first time, so you know. There's possibly I guess. two tackles in the entire first game. Yep. So what's that? Um, Don Barry. So someone that is ridiculously silky smooth, definitely in my calculations. Uh, I'm not sure who gets uh, yeah, that spot. Maybe from with Polek if he's yeah. not playing early. Um, hopefully he doesn't well, play, I, so he, he could get maybe hopefully a few games in there early. But yep. just job security for me, I don't know. Like he's definitely got the opportunity to make it count. If he's name round one, he's but, in my side. That's he was silky smooth. Uh, he looked like he was AFL ready, and for one of those uh, so those what's, guys, what's his nickname then, Teddy? Don Barry, I don't know. Pantene? <laughs> Silky smooth? Okay. Uh, Is that shampoo no, or conditioner? He, well, I think, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any hair, Don Barry. So. <laughs> conditioner is better. <laughs> it leaves the hair for Silky, Silky and smooth. smooth. <laughs> oh, shout out to Billy Madison, the greatest movie of all time. Um, uh, Jared Stevenson, I really like the look of, again, but he's 180. If I had to choose a 180K mid, right now it's between LDU and, and Paddy Dow. Unfortunately, Stevenson does not get in that vote at all. But he was quite impressive in the in the things that he did. Um, had some polish as well with his foot skills. Um, danced around a couple of players. So I'm not I'm not against having him. I just think that yeah, Paddy right. Dow's clearly taken a step up in yeah, my calculations. You have to. You can't go um, Stevenson. Nah. Yeah. Um, can't do it. Don't no do it. Way. 
Um, look, and then I thought uh, the only other thing that I could really take away, especially from those first few games, uh, man, uh, it, Michael Walters could stop being on the park, providing that sort of entertainment value. It'd make choosing him a, a lot easier because I don't want him in my team, but I'm probably going to end up with him. That's what's going to happen because he's going to go so well and play midfield in his JLT and he's smashing the AFLX and round one he's going to be playing in a full pocket. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ross Lyon. Well, that's just what's going to happen. So. Oh, it's really unfortunate. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just the back and forth of the AFLX I just didn't like. I don't like the non-contested brand of football. Some things that I've thought of have actually improved the game. So I'm not sure... Uh, if you've thought yourself, and I know the AFL um, do want to change the game slightly to bring back a little bit of that contest. Some really oddball things I thought of was don't pay marks at all unless someone is within, say, uh, a five or ten meter radius of the contest. So that just has they have to play on unless it's say in a contest situation. I think that could bring both things. First of all, contested marking back because you have to, to get a mark, you have to be next to someone. Yep. So you, it, it creates a contest, um, and it also creates that free flow on play that the AFL likes to bring into this brand. So I think that that could be something that they might yeah, try. Yeah, I'd rather watch it if it was like full of all stars and you know, like at the end of the season or Never something. Never gonna happen. Yeah, but yeah, Never danger risk. You know, so there's ne- there's a same like Fife and uh, Gray pull out prior to the kickoffs, it was just a clear sign that, yeah, yeah we're not going to well, risk our yeah, stars. Like, we're, yeah, we're not going to be the only ones risking our stars. So yeah. I think As soon as Fife pulled out, you know that um, 100% that Gray was going. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into that. They came out and said it was not, there was really nothing wrong. It was just a precautionary, blah, blah. Outside of that, is there anything else that you noticed uh, about the AFLX that you'd either want to change or that was good about it or, like, good about it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, I really liked um, Bradley Hill's run. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, That was huge. There's, that was... there's some highlight reel stuff. I mean, when you're going end-to-end, it's bound to happen. Yes. Um, when, you, when you edit all of that footage together, you might get a good minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it'd be fun, fantastic in the editing suites. However, yeah, no high marking, no tack. I mean, the tackling and high marking is that's that's. That's the well, AFL. There was one good tackle, Chris, that we've forgotten to mention. Yeah. Um, Prusy. Oh, yeah, that was. Tom McDonald, oh, Ragdoll. Do yourself a favour. Listen to Max Gorn's commentary on that. I know. That I end up having to tag you in absolutely that. Absolutely hilarious. I thought it was crack up. I tagged Chris in it. It was the funniest thing. If, for those that haven't seen it, uh, Prus basically grabs Tom McDonald as he's about to kick a goal and, like, ragdolls him. Like, almost a sling Throws tackle. Him on the ground. Almost a sling tackle. Almost grabs a sling, him, yeah. Yeah, by the back of the jersey and just absolutely ragdolls him too. <laughs> To the ground, smashes him, and everyone's Max going. Comment. Everyone's going nuts, and then Max Gorn goes, "Oh, that's what I like to see," or something around like, "Oh, my favorite ruck against my least favorite teammate." <laughs> <laughs> Just shreds Tom McDonald. Just I love smashed this. him. Should have should have tagged him in Twitter at this point. Like honestly, should have. It was great. It was. Ha- Max Gorn needs more time on the air. That's what I got out of that. That's the best thing to come out of the AFLX. Pretty much. Max was, Gorn needs more air. Atti- um, it was a ripper. I was really impressed with um, Petrarca as well. I thought uh, oh, I didn't mind him. Here so. you go. I'm on I, the Petrarca train again. I think again. I'm going to have to be, to be honest. I it think I'm going to have to be. did come out today. There was a report on SEN um, uh, with interviewing Petrarca. He's likely playing 70-30 or 60-40 uh, mid-forward time. Either way, it's good enough for me. So I'm thinking Petrarca, Devon, Smith. Still don't know if that's going to turn into points because he's uh, not that great in, at, at centre clearances. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it, it, it's at least a positional change that should at least... You've got to have at least five points per game out of it, right? Huge. And, like, well, I think he's going 
going to be absolutely a steal. And it's that, probably going to be top 10 forward. Yep. It puts pressure so on Kerr it now. It does put pressure on Kerr now in our little side bet for those that missed it. Um, uh, we did make a, a drunken uh, a bet on Saturday night that uh, I bet that uh, Kerr now would average more than um, Petrarca. Petrarca. And the, we actually put a Twitter poll out there and it was fairly close. It was. It was like 56 to 44 uh, in my favour. So either way, my money's good. <laughs> uh, I think you're now going to be trying to hope he does a knee or something and you're, it gets an injury game. You're going to have to trade for... You're gonna, if you someone know gets you an injury right, game... Here's what we do. You have to either A, if you're so confident, you've got to start him in your standard then. Yeah. I'll you go, can't not start yeah, Petrarca, Petrarca in standard. Yeah, I'll go, I will go. I will no. promise you. I will go Petrarca and I'll go Devin Smith. Alright How about Let's, them apples yeah? I'm okay with it I'm And then okay I'll go Christensen Because you know My homeboy's got to represent So Yep Alright No yep. okay All right. I'll yep. get Walters And uh, and, <laughs> and just high five Ross Line every time And Kernow Terrible score Yeah well Oh, you have to, man. Starting Kern out. Right, you have a, to. If I'm going to nah. get Petrarca, you can't just turn around and say, yeah, he's going to average more. Throw Petrarca- my season. Yeah, exactly. Thing, yeah. Petrarca's going to be a top 10 forward, which means that Kern now must be even better right. then. So if, you can't not select him. If Rory Lobb does not play any JLT and I can't see what his ceiling is going to be, I will switch Rory Lobb for Kern now. Done. All right. <laughs> that's and that's more for the community than it is for us because I don't think that's a terribly good choice. <laughs> and then Chris will do. He was like, "Yeah, I put him in my side round one sideways trade. <laughs> yeah. Just burn oh, straight up." What does a trade cost to you, bro? <laughs> Just a bit of dignity. What, about eighty dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Um, right. yeah. Look, okay. Let's get into some Q and A's, Chris. Yeah, we've got some Q and A's uh, from the community that we wanted to go through. And um, first one, you want to go through? Yes, so Ross Whitney, thank you um, for reaching out. So Rux, he said, Gorn's a lock, uh, too risky to be going Sandy, uh, or should I go a lock, Jacobs or Cruiser? I think, um, I don't know about you, Chris, I think it is a good question, and that's probably the one that I'm struggling with the most. Yep. Uh, I'm not too worried yet, because we still have two JLT games each to see. Uh, so as far as which one's going to stand up, like I don't mind, I don't really like Jacobs that much, but I can understand why people pick him. Um, so I'm keen to kind of see how Goldie goes as well. Um, I'm really keen on Paddy Ryder, except for the, it's just the buy. Yeah. And I wish I could pick him. I still may, even though I don't want to. It's, but yeah, for me, it's more of a, a wait and see. I think Maxi has to be a lock. Especially considering with the Nick Nat Nui, yeah, I've got. Um, I haven't changed Nick Nat out of my side yet. Oh uh, yeah, well, th- th- I mean that's the thing. I've got uh, a couple of theories on Rux um, this year. I- I'm completely riding out off Cruiser. I mean, if he has an equivalent year, great. But I, I just think that there's better value elsewhere in your team. Um, I-, I honestly think that Goldie could be that Ruck two that is really, really nicely priced. Um, he's probably the only one there that can out average Gorn if he has a good year. Um, now, something that came out today is uh, Brad Scott came out and said that, and there's been a lot of press about Goldie this week, um, that Goldie is, uh, in training, is back to his uh, AA form, um, and he's averaged 127 before, I think it was, um, in an AA year. So Goldie, I think, can um, can improve quite yeah, he a went, lot. he went huge. And look, a worst-case scenario on Goldie is he probably averages about what Jacobs is on. So I, I don't think you can lose. You've got a, a really high ceiling that you can achieve. And it was real low ownership too. And, yeah, and, and, like the, and the, Yeah, the latest reports as well with all the... Yeah, he was uh, depressed. He split up with his wife. Yeah. And there was a battle over his kids. So he literally from... That was when he think averaged 107. So from that 107 year all through till like end of last year. Yep. Um, yeah, he was meant just he didn't want to play footy. He was rocking up and he was playing, but he wasn't, putting, he wasn't running hard to the next contest. So that's when... And, 
you know, this is one thing. Like from the outside, we don't know this. We just think, oh, he's horrible. Like what's going on? Yeah. But they knew. Like he was well. in. He was in contact with the club, and they knew he was going through a tough time. So I think Bruce, they kind of played him to help, kind of give him a bit of a chop out as well. Yeah. Get some Bruce some games under his skin, and then when he he hit bottom, he hit rock bottom, and they had a chat to him saying, "Mate, you need to, you need to step away from this. You need to go play seconds and just try and get right and just try and enjoy yourself or whatever because." Whatever is going on, it's not working. You need to step away. And he didn't want to, but then he said it was probably one of the best things he did because he, he realized at that point how bad things had gotten. Yeah. Uh, and now he's sort of, he apparently is happy, he's smiling, and he's, you know, everything's all sorted now with his ex and whatever and his, the kids. And um, so, you know, fingers crossed for him that he does find, um, you know, stellar form. Yep. And uh, look, I think that he's probably the next best ruck. Um, outside of the obvious choice, which is Nick Nat. And I've gone through Nick Nat quite extensively yep. in our last podcast and things like that. Again, Eagles came out today and said he's playing JLT2. Nothing has changed. All the other reports that were coming out um, in all of the stuff that came out last week or 10 days is all rehashed stuff. It's all the same stuff that's been going around and circulating and coming back up and resurfacing. They just like there to mess no with us. There is no new information about Nick Nat other than he is definitely in line to and he's ticking his boxes and he's in line to play in round two. There's a video on the Eagles website of him training and he looks fit. Like he actually looks quite fit and I'm impressed. So I will still hold Nick Nat and I'll give him every chance in the JLT and the start of the season. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried. I'm waiting to see whether. Goldie looks fit, whether he's running, you know, like running on top of the ground. Uh, Because usually, especially with rucks as well, they're big boys. And normally they actually start a bit slower. Like their tank, it takes them a while to really get that match fitness up because they're they're heavy. They're like 100 kilos. So even like Sanderlands, you're looking a couple years ago when he ended up averaging like really well. He started off pretty like slow, like most of the rucks do. And then then they just come through with a storm. Like even Goldie, they they had those purple patches after that. Cruiser, same thing last year, started off slow. But they're big boys. It takes them a while to get those tanks really going because they're larger than everyone else out there. Um, the it's not a Darcy Lang running on twigs, you know. Yeah. Uh, Will Minson, actually, who is the ruck coach at uh, at North, uh, said that he was amazed at how quick Goldie is. Yeah, can't and, chase him. And uh, and he's just killing everyone on the track. Um, so I'm I'm big on Goldie, um, but I'm probably going to go Nick Nat on value if Nick Nat comes right. I don't mind a life set. If Nick Nat doesn't come up, because I see that as a real value selection. If you can, yep. if you can really maximise that three hundred grand, you take a couple of hundred thousand dollars as a life set, and maybe then upgrade to a rider Possibly. in round eleven. That, that is something I'm toying with for the money there. I mean, Lyset did average like nearly eighty odd, and that was in with some injured games. Yeah. He, did, he did do some. Lyset, if, if if Nick Nat's not not right, Lyset will be the number one ruck. If he gets your 85 average, he'll go up 150k. Well, not only that, he was sharing ruck duties with Nick Nat at his peak, yep. and he's still nearly average 80 odd, doing pretty well. Yeah. But if Nick Nat comes back, and if he is trying to be easing, because they already said they might ease him in a little bit as far as minutes and whatnot. Not, yeah. And we said in the West Coast podcast, he doesn't need a lot of minutes. He averaged 105 from 66% time on ground. So he doesn't need a lot of time on ground anyway, yeah. which means that even if he's eased in, Lysette could get a, a few more hitouts. Yeah. Early on to really help that boost that price. So he's tempting. I'm keen to see him. He's had a good so preseason. For for me, it's, it's either Nick Nat if he's fit, Goldie, or you could go the, the I think the risk option is the life set option. Yep. 
However, it's very, it's, it's very risk reward because that 300k can give you another midfield premium or another defensive premium. And so yeah, risk and you reward. Catch he, the, those the difference in points. You need him to start well, and then yeah. you need to then try and trade him to a rider. But you need ten rounds out of him. Yeah. So that's. I the, mean, that's what the I'm point. thinking is, and we're probably spending a little bit too long on this, but yeah. uh, Cam O'Shea is probably not going to play round one. I think everyone's come out and said he's in the mix, but there's no guarantee. Take that three hundred grand that you get from going down to a life set and put it into um, Cam O'Shea. You've got four sixty six, and you've got a, a fairly decent D four there. Um, that's sure. That is sure. That's Heath Shaw. Is he four sixty six k? Four fifty eight, I think. Oh, oh. Yeah. So and we just another uh, and how you go another endorsement for sure. SC Insider <laughs> over here just giving you the scoop. So that, that's what I would do. There's the three options. Yep. I don't think you can really go outside think, that at this point. And in the don't season. don't stress. Just watch JLT. Look, it's still early. Yeah, it's still early. You got plenty of time, but it is a very good question, and it's one that we are really at this point unsure about. So yep, let, let the dust settle. Um, okay. So uh, how many injury plagued premium forwards? Um, so when they're cheap. Um, so, well, why spend money on injury-plagued premium forwards when there are so many so cheap dudes, right? So it depends on what the injury-plagued forward is. Um, it, it Only it really, you cannot you can't hold many. I, th- I think we've all made the mistakes of going, oh, yeah, Jaeger last year, yep. David Swallow last year, Jared Ruffhead last year. Yeah, I they, think I made all three of those mistakes. They worked out horribly, yeah. yeah. Um, it also Great depends, experiment, like, but it's not going to work for you. I wouldn't be too worried about Billings. I mean, the only concern is... Um, he did have some hamstring issues and soft tissue is never fun but I don't think it's anything concerned about like he had a really good preseason before that so it wasn't like a Heaney who had surgery and now he's looking good Heaney's starting to look good now which is amazing I mean that rig PS yeah. but yeah, I think that I wouldn't he be that says Heaney and looking good like way too often I wouldn't, yeah I wouldn't be that worried about Billings <laughs> and stuff though like even Robbie Gray injury stuff last year and whatever but he's having the, the back end of the preseason which is what really counts particularly when you get older yeah, um, yeah the I, only reason why um, that I would go say an injury forward um, over um, a, a, a cheaper option or a mid speculative mid-pricer for me um, is only if that speculative mid-pricer has a role change and is guaranteed a role change like a Devin Smith. Yeah, I was going to say, Devin Smith, even though he has some knee issues and soreness in the past, but that role change, the upside's huge. Yeah, too much upside to ignore. Yeah. Um, with, with, say, a Christensen who is that is your, your critical sort of plagued um, injury forward, he's so cheap that it's worth taking a punt on him. Yeah, so, 100%. Now, you can't carry too many of those. In my opinion, you really should have one in your team. It, I think I think two is too much. It's in the forward line, you mean? Yeah, or anywhere in your team. Because because here's what happens: it, if one of them goes down one week, that's a week you can't upgrade it up someone or you can't downgrade someone. There's only so many trades in a year, and you can't afford to do it, on, especially early in the year. I mean, round three, if you're trading out uh, injured injured premiums or injured speculative picks instead of sideways trading to decent rookies that you've missed or whatever it may be, you've already missed the boat and you've lost your year. That's yeah. how dangerous it can be. I reckon one. Uh, I think risk reward. I like to live dangerously. Yeah, and like this Austin, is why Austin Danger Powers. This is why. What was your best uh, super coach you made? Or? Oh mate, I've, <laughs> I've been playing for the league and I always win uh, league. So yeah, uh, leagues. I, I usually played a bit. But I played a bit overall, slower. I played a bit slower. With um, overall, I, I don't think you can taste take that risk. See, it's I don't not mind. I don't it. mind one per line. No. Except rucks, obviously. No. <laughs> no way. No, not for me. I think one is. Yeah, so you're your team. so you're not going a, a Crips and a Rocky. Well, and, you're not, not, and you're not going in. Oh, but what you are. So, what, where does this go, Chris? Rocky role change. And he's not injury plagued. He still plays minimum of 16, 18 games every season. <laughs> injury. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Ablett then. Same thing, 16 yeah, games. Yeah, well, I'm actually. With well, a Nick I, Nat Nui. I think Ablett's a fantastic POD. 
but you just can't have him when you've got danger in your team. I think he's also not one that's going to hurt you because there's not going to be many teams out there that have him. I think we need some sound effects here, Chris. Like, hypocrite alert. <laughs> woo, woo. Hypocrite oh, alert. come on. Hypocrite alert. Not that bad. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's one. Uh, for, I think I think you can go like a little bit more risky, one per line. I can we go, go, okay, we so go. we go split the difference and go two? One per line. <laughs> <laughs> Executive decision. All right, fair enough. You can sit on the bench. Uh, but you don't want much more than that. You don't want two injury-prone people. And I do. Like I consider Rocky and stuff injury-prone, so it's kind of like, you know, if you go a Rocky, then you probably wouldn't go a Crips and a Rocky. That's two injury-prone people in one line. Um, yeah, whereas a Christensen, I think he, he's been doing a full preseason. He looks fit, so I wouldn't be too worried about him. It's not like he's been sitting on the bench like Lob, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Christensen's available, and it's like, oh, wonderful, he's cheap. It's a little bit different for me. Makes sense. Um, I think, and if he played... He played some of the um, the AFLX, so if he plays JLT, I think he, you can't be worried about his body. Plus, it was a collarbone issue, a bit of a plate. I mean, uh, you know, Fife played last year. So Yeah, it also pays to t- pay attention to what type of injury it is. And it, Lower leg injuries I mean, are tough at, because... Look at Daniel Wells. Yeah. The other year. So I can't believe people were picking up... Uh, who's that um, North Melbourne player came from Hawthorne? Um, um, North Melbourne player came from Hawthorne. Anyway, no, oh, no yeah. other way around. Uh, who knows? Player, anyway, player, so player, but player. he was cheap about around Daniel Wells' price, and he's horrible. So don't worry. I probably didn't pay attention to him because he's horrible. Yeah, well, he was horrible. People, <laughs> people were looking at him um, as an upside. Anyway, so but yeah, risk reward, hundred uh, percent. Um, now okay. Jesse Everlastingham. Um, so he actually said he's got Sicily and Christensen in his team. Well, we needed a translator. He said, "I've got sick dog <laughs> and Christensen." I'm guessing that's autocorrect for sure. Um, in, in doing this, I was able to get Cummings up to Simpson, which is a fantastic idea, and O'Brien up to Andy McGrath. Is that worth it? Um, I reckon definitely in terms of Simpson. Andy McGrath, I think, is still speculative and may not be worth it in standard. I don't I, I don't like that risk. Yeah, see, I don't know. If you, if you have, it looks like uh, F3 and 3, so I'm assuming maybe F3 and 4. I don't know. Sicily is F3 and Christensen is F4. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of mid prices in there. Like Simpson's good, but then if like an Andy McGrath, um, yeah. So pretty much you would then need Andy McGrath, Sicily, and Christensen to all do well. And then if they're not, then you're kind of having to change a lot of. Yeah, lines. look. Uh, to be honest with you, Jesse, I, I think that um, you need to go three premiums in your defence and three rooks this year. I think there's going to be uh, before the JLT, and we'll see what happens afterwards. I think the most value for um, cash cows this year will be in defence. So yeah, I mean the forwards. Are, there's a lot of them, but they don't score generally well. No, they're, so they're not, I don't think they're going to be reliable. Well, not unless, on not unless they have a few easy games in a row. Because if let's face it, if they have an easy game or they just have a good game, they kick a lot of goals. Their price will spike. But then if they the next week they don't kick goals, twenty, and then all of a sudden they just go and then their price. 40. Well, their price does. Their price just goes. Oh, we look like we're making money, and the next minute, oh no money. Yeah, and then oh we go. Oh no, no money. Yeah, I think um, so. I'm actually I'd be partial with Andy McGrath uh, to uh, not bank that cash, but use that cash elsewhere, potentially in your midfield. Still not um, a bad option though. I'd watch JLT. I do. I have Sicily and Christensen in my team at the moment at uh, at the exact same spots that you have them in. Sick dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and here's here's my plan though. I actually plan on hopefully if Sicily kicks it up and he's averaging 95, which is definitely if he can hit his back end numbers, he can do. You can always trade him into your defense later in the year and then have another forward premium instead. So I, that's why I really love the Sicily pick. Um, he's going to allow me later a little bit more flexibility in my team and means that I don't necessarily have to get 
um, a D5 or a D6 that's not averaging as well. I switch them back and then get a um, a forward mid or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually don't mind the Sis- I don't mind the Sicily pick. Uh, it is risky, risk reward again. But I think if you look back as well, like Gunston was playing in defence last year as well with Sicily, and they're both just toweling it up like big time, getting big scores. Um, and if Gunston goes back to playing forward, then that kind of just actually frees Sicily up even more yep. to be that outlet to get out of there. And he gets a lot of inset marks, so I don't mind it. I am waiting. I think he's on a bit of a roll as well. Yeah, I had but, a good AFLX too. I, I liked and... him at 2%, but going into 10%, it be kind of becomes a bit more like simple plan for me now, like the band where people just <laughs> you, everyone gets on them. You just like unique picks. Sometimes you just got to go with picks that are there because they're A value and B going to score well, not just because they're unique. Sometimes yeah, you got to go ruins, vanilla. Sometimes it just sometimes ruins you it. Sometimes you got to go vanilla, bro. That's what <laughs> I'm. Oh, look, I think there's value in the forward line. Um, so at the moment, so just so everyone's aware, my forward line is Gray, um, Devin Smith, Sicily, and Christensen, um, with whatever rookies is available then. So I. Uh, that's how I plan on going in at this stage pre-JLT, um, and I think that that's probably as much risk as I'm r- willing to take. But we'll see how we go. Um, now, uh, we've got the next question there, Ben. Uh, yep, okay. So the next person, uh, how many? talking about expensive rookies, how many is too many? Uh, it is a very fine line, uh, particularly when you couple that with job security. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's a really interesting question. I think it's a very good one. I am this year... The only position that I would actually be toying with expensive rookies is the midfield. Um, and again, it comes down to three of those for me. You're looking at Dow and the old sexy name that Chris says. Stevenson? No. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, Luke Davies Iniaki. That's yeah. the one. And who who um, is, compl- whatever injury was reported, is completely he, he, down. Yeah, he apparently he's, is he's, doing pretty well. Yeah, he's back, back in match practice. Yeah. It's all good. He just copped a knock. No big um, deal. And uh, Paddy Dow oh, no, and um, Brody. Will Brody. Will Brody, yeah. yeah so those um, three. Um, speculative, but I like it. But yeah. I'm actually considering, instead of even like an O'Meara, like I don't... Uh, I'm considering it because he's in my draft Amira, side. He's in my draft side. But <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> don't listen to Ben. But pretty much I think you're better off going. If you're going to maybe um, two of those, you could carry. Um, even three, if depending on how strong your other ones are. I don't know if I'd be game enough to do three. I'd probably just pick the best two, to be honest, and then have a, a just, Tim Kelly on the bench it, as a good honestly, backup. Uh, honestly, the best answer is it will depend on JLT, yep. and it will also depend on who's named round one and where they're named. So if I'm running seven midfielders, what I need is one on field and then three on the bench. Now, if that one on field is is someone in the JLT uh, looked like he could average 70 or 80, fantastic, but there's not going to be three of those. No, and if you're running five midfielders, you need three of those players on your in your midfield that are going to be doing that. So the JLT will be able to tell us a little bit more about how much to expect these guys to average. But you can't run two to three guys that cost 180k and are going to average you 60. It's yeah. just not going to. Don't worry about it. You can get a a Don Barry that could average you 60. He like he yeah, looks yeah. like a type that I, could average I think, you 65. I think pretty much at this stage, like I'm looking at doing like. Um, Five primos with maybe a mid pricer like a Canelio, and then going and getting two uh, expensive rooks. Yeah, so that being six, said, if yeah, six, but seven. that being said, um, I I could very well go five of the most expensive mids that I can buy, and then go with um, an LDU with a Brody and a Paddy Dow. But that's a bit of risk there for me. I'd say two is probably a better number. Find the best two. Just wait and see for it. Uh, I wouldn't put too much expensive rookies as far as. In the mid, uh, in the forward line or defence, I think there's better, cheaper options. Apart um, from, 
Uh, I mean, the Camo Shea is the obvious one. Yeah, However, well, that's more expensive. Yeah, and I then guess- the Joel Smith is one fifty, and then Rourke Smith is. Yeah, Rourke, uh, I actually don't mind Rourke, Rourke to Smith, be honest. I think, is probably the yeah. one at the moment. But I'm talking about, like, those fresh picks. Like, Rourke's been around for a while as well yeah. as O'Shea, so they're not... So they're as, about the 150, so they're, they're not really that they're, expensive. I guess they're an expensive-ish rookie, but they're kind of... They've been in the system a bit longer, so it's not like they're a fresh... They're not fresh meat. Yeah. Uh, I think, overall, the answer to the question needs to be as succinct as I this. Unless, well, unless they are average, will average you over 70, do not pick any. If you can see guys that could average 70... Early, therefore, they're going to generate up to you know three fifty k, and then be a good downgrade. I mean, Sam Powell Pepper last year was one thirty five k, and he managed to get to three eighty. You know, that's the guy that you want in your midfield on your field that's going to actually get you some cash, 100%. but also be a good on a decent on field scorer. If they're just going to turn up forties and fifties, what's the point? Yeah, there's no point. So, so if, but for me, I'm thinking two in the midfield, one in defence, one forward line at a max. I think. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's a bit risky if you went three in the midfield again. Even with job security, you're still don't, nah, nah. You need to, yeah. I think and, find find your best two and just run with it. And if you're wrong, then you just do a sideways trade if you need to. But again, not really big on that because you're just wasting money. So you might as well just sit and wait for that pretty penny to uh, develop, kind of like a Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Uh, I okay, do love so it. that's the rookie's question. So. Yeah. Um, let's get into... There's more comments Oh, there's more here. comments. Yeah, got- Hello, technology is not my friend. Um, someone asked, will Townsend uh, get a full-time gig this year? He was looking good when he did play. Um, oh, well, that's interesting because I never thought it was good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah, so unfortunately we don't know if he's going to play. Because um, we're not the coach. Maybe email the coach. Um, <laughs> Ask the coach. Oh, he already did that series. Uh, Look, I, I think Townsend, even if he was playing, I don't think he's a great super coach player. Nope. So maybe just go buy a poster. I don't think he's a terrible player. I just think that he's just not a super coach relevant player. So just go buy a pinup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. Here you go. Send it to Um, him for an autograph. Uh, David Swizz asks, with nickname injury, apparently worse than expected, which is not the case. Um, Still, Lysette we did cover. Not a bad option. We did cover Lysette before, so we've covered that one. Yeah. What's a better strategy? We've got. uh, Shaw and McDonald's down back with Kelly and T Mitch mid. So I'm hoping you're not saying Shaw Tom McDonald. McDonald. Is that Tom McDonald? Ah uh, no, Lukey. Must Luke be. McDonald. You'd have to assume okay, Luke cool, McDonald. No one would go Tom McDonald. If it's Tom McDonald, just throw your team out. Hard pass. I'm kidding. Hard pass. Um, yeah. So Shaw and Luke McDonald not bad. It doesn't mean We've... throw your team out. He means click refresh and start again. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> and Titch, Kelly and T Mitch or Yo and Laird, Laird down back with, with Rocky, Rocky and Trelaw. Oh, I'd go number one. Rocky and Trelaw. I'd go Kelly and Titch with Shaw and Luke McDonald. Any probably day. a yeah. There's probably a money factor there. Look, yeah. I. I am running your Yo and Led because I think we, we covered this in our um, defenders earlier. But well, I think they're the best defender have, options. But you've uh, got to have two of the four, which is yeah, Yo, Led, um, Hurley, and uh, Hibbert. Um, and I and out of your th- D three, it's got to be a Shaw or a McDonald. I don't think you can run Shaw and McDonald in the same defense this year and expect to be a top scorer because you still need two of the other four. Yeah, otherwise uh, one of Laird, Yo, unless, which makes sense. Unless so, McDonald is your D4, in which case... Well, yeah, or otherwise you could go, yeah, uh, the other option maybe even the... You know, you could go Laird or Yo with a Shaw or a McDonald and then get one of Titch Kelly and one of Rocky Trelaw. Or I'd even say you could probably go... Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Titch, Kelly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you could go Kelly and Rocky or, you know, it's up to you. But, look, have a bit of a fiddle around with it and then send us a tweet as well. We can have a look after JLT. Yeah, uh, my opinion is uh, Laird and Yo. If you're choosing Shaw and McDonald, I don't think you can have carry both. I think it's either one or the other. Yeah, I think personally. you're right. I think you're right. Just so you know. Um, now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, thanks. Uh, Tony, Tony, by the way, shout out to Tony. Tony has commented a lot on our Twitter, um, yep. Twitter account, and he uh, he does come up as well frequently in the. Uh, so I think he was club. doing a night duty, so he's like, "Have I not got enough sleep uh, doing night duty?" Because now he's considering having Tom Boyd at R two. And then upgrading, so upgrading to right off the buy. And look, we spoke about this with Lysette. Um, I'm at. We actually we picked Tom Boyd as a as our literally our last pick in our 18 man uh, draft no, not, yesterday. Not the last last pick. We got uh, Young for that one, but just before that, oh, we yeah, got second yeah, we last, went, we yeah. got Boyd to put him on the bench. We don't cover. know where he's going to be, but the I mean the ruck situation be. at the Bulldogs is speculative at best. He could actually come out for like an 85 to 90 average if he wanted to. Who knows? He's, I mean. He's definitely got One thing potential. we discussed yesterday is that at some point, Tom Boyd has to like live up to the hype, right? Yep. Maybe it's this year, and maybe he's thrown the number one ruck mantle and said, here's your ruck roll, go for it. Well, he's been cashing checks, and sometimes he's got to start banking some because... Yeah. I mean, know, Tim English repay. Looks, did not look good in the AFLX. Um, well, I don't think it's going to be his 100%. Year. I'll tell you one thing. English is not going to play round 19, I think, is it, where they versus Port Adelaide down at Windy Hill? Because <laughs> yeah. he'll get blown away. <laughs> he will get <laughs> blown away. Yeah, yeah. That's true. He won't yeah. play Ballarat, I'll tell you that much. He is uh, a very slight, if that may, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's seen him. Yeah, number one, number one, it's outdoors, and he'll get sunburned. Not going to happen. English by name, English so by nature. It's not necessarily a terrible pick, <laughs> but um, just with the safety of Lysett having a, a better scoring pattern previously, that might sway me that way. If um, you were going to go risky, I'd probably go that God, option. Oh, it's risky. It is risky. I tell you what, if it pays off for you though, you know, know, high five it? and. Well, where's a wits when you need yeah, him? Yeah, I mean, what was he like two hundred k or yeah, something? He was, was cheap. Nice. That was nice. I didn't go for him. I wish I did. Uh, okay, so if you don't start either Danger or Dusty, what's your strategy to get them in? Uh, we have covered this previously. Does that include a Canelia or a Yagro Mira? Uh, are you making ex- or are you I expecting actually... to make enough from da- uh, downgrading rookies? I don't think you can try and load up rookies and expect to downgrade enough cash to yep. go from a rookie to a Danger because rookie you're gonna have It'll to cost go you three trades or four trades. To oh, it have to cost you heaps. Even if you make one fifty per, you still need to go four trades to get yourself six hundred k. Yeah, um, I crazy. did a I did a lot of um, spreadsheeting today. <laughs> Um, I also did quite a lot of um, uh, research into this exact thing, and I just came up with a bit of an example from last year. So what everyone's hoping who's not carrying danger is that he drops in price, and he did last year, um, and by round, I think it was eight, he was 560K. It's unlikely to happen again, but he hit a 65 and just hit a... a well, he had his two scores under 100 yeah, in the first, it, like, six rounds. And within two weeks. Yep, and then after um, that, no more scores under 100, so... Literally did, then all, everything was above that. Yeah. Um, so, some some key, key things to note about this that has kind of swayed me to, you must start danger, especially if you're going for overall win. Are you going for danger now? I have, have you, danger is in this... my field now. Oh! <laughs> so... You did not tell me no, this, you no. slippery gypsy. I've just been playing around a bit. 
Jaeger also might be in my team to get him in. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go through it. So, look, this is how look, what I looked at. Last how year... How did you not tell... Sorry, guys. How I'll, did you not tell me this? Because it's this a is competition. Like a bi- this is a big, I'm like, win. phenomenon here. Because all I do is win, win, You keep win, on no saying, what. I'm not starting danger, I'm not starting danger, and then all of a sudden you get cold feet like less than a month out. Uh, danger in your side. Yeah, I've just flipped around and I'll, I, I have, and this is why, though. Just listen to this. So... <laughs> Out of all the games last year... I'm sorry, Chris. You can spent, you agree with you me? You spent how long convincing <laughs> us still going. all the options why not to get danger yeah. and why you're not? I think you had like a six-step... You had a six-step um, program. Six-step six program <laughs> as to why you're not getting danger. And now you're trying to tell everyone, all these kind folks out there, I was on the danger bandwagon. And you and were not. <laughs> you were not. So now do I have to switch? No, no, you don't have to do anything. See, what I do is I lie to the community <laughs> so that I can go and win the comp. Jeez. No, I'm kidding, guys. No, look, there is still definitely valid reasons why I'm not having. But I've the, the the one thing I keep coming back to is if you're going for overall win and overall score, I don't think you can't start with the number one super coach player because you're going to be too far behind. So let's say best case scenario, you pick him up because like, you need danger. Look, can everyone agree you need danger in your team at some point during the year, right? Yeah, unless you're now, if you're going for a li- no, if you're going for a league win, right, you can pick him up whenever because it doesn't matter because in the finals. As long as you've got danger, everything's good because he can't hurt you in the finals, right? If you're going for an overall win, you are missing bulk points the entire way through the year. Now, there is a, a situation, and if it did happen like it happened last year, fantastic, where it, by round eight, he was under 600K. But he was actually only under um, under 600,000 for eight rounds of the year. No, I like under 650. No, that's even bad. So under 670,000 for eight rounds of the entire year. So that means that you've got a one in three chance of picking him up at a chance where you can actually pick him up. Otherwise, he's going to be too yep. far out of reach. And for what, 80,000? You're better off. Yep. So so I looked at, okay, well, let's take the, the best rookie of last year, Sam Power Pepper, right? So at round six, you've got to get him early. So he's got to be someone that you can get. At round six, Sam Power Pepper was only worth 285,000. So, which means that best case scenario, you might get $150,000, $160,000 out of that. Um, and then I looked at an equivalent uh, style mid-price that sort of was averaging a 105, and that was actually Josh Kelly. So, Josh Kelly was priced at 478, so a little bit more expensive. In round eight, he was only worth 530,000. So, even with that 130K, you would have got him last year, but there's no guarantee the exact same thing would happen this year. So, I don't think that it's going to happen. And I don't think that he's going to drop that far low that you're going to be able to pick him up. With a one trader. Within a reasonable space of time to get danger points maximized. Yep. But that is the strategy. I don't think you can go rookies and try and hope. You need no. to go that mid-pricer. And can, the problem can, is can, as well, like, Canigo was average, like, uh, Kelly was averaging 105. Or a Prestia. If he gets his hammy right, yeah. Prestia could go some 110, 115 games, jump up yeah. in price. But and yeah. Here's what happens though. So let's say, let's say Canigo is averaging 105. You then trade him to Danger who's averaging 125 and you gain that 20 points per game or maybe 130, 25 points per game. But you've now lost your best scoring rookie. So you've lost Soundpair Pepper, who's going to take you through the buys. So you're going to have to downgrade to someone who might average you 50 or 60 for the next few rounds or whatever it may be. Um, and that's the risk you take. So you lose 
a guy scoring 105 and then you lose a guy that was potentially averaging 70 to 80 as a, as a rookie um, and take that down. So the gain in points that you're actually going to make at that point is probably not going to be equivalent to the loss of points that you're also making on the downward spiral. So, yeah, But either way, I think if you don't have a stepping stone, you will probably you can't miss get out. there anyway. You'll probably miss out because, and the other reason why is if you see like another fallen premium, so let's just say JPK starts a little slow and then all of a sudden he's he's come down to 450,000. Do you know what I mean? Then you're not going to go, oh, actually, I'm going to spend another $220,000. And get danger. You've yeah, missed out on you, the JPK. Well, yeah, chain. you're like, well, yeah, but you're not, you're not going to because you'll see the value in someone that's fallen and they're yeah. cheaper. So you go, oh, I'll get the guy that's cheaper because hopefully he averages me 113. Yeah. And then you're not going to have danger because there's always going to be someone cheaper. Yeah, and there's always. not that many rookies that are going to get you to that 300, 350K barrier where you have a really nice, yeah. um, a, a full. Um, rookie that's going to get you bulk cash. There's not that many of them. Most of them are going to get you 100 to 120K. Yep. So, cheap, so cheaper wins, especially if you, with the expensive guys, I think you just start with them because, again, cheaper always wins. Someone's going to get knocked out. They're going to go cheap. So you're not going to spend $250,000, $300,000 more to get danger when you can get someone that's still going to be a primo score and you can get them cheaper. So Yeah, I've got danger, Titch, and Dusty in my team now. Good call. <laughs> so I'll I'm thinking you, about going Kelly instead I'll show of you later. We might do a pre-JLT reveal, guys. But yeah, I'm pretty sh- like I'm confident now. You, um, based on the the way that I looked at it, it's just going to be really negative. So it looks like it sounds like you're going to be doing a very vanilla team, Chris. I might have to take the, the risk it for the biscuit for the lols. Uh, this I might time. have to start Jaeger then. I might have to be. <laughs> I might have to be like crouching one or whatever. I'd just be like. Just go. Just, yeah. We should just have a community team. That we set. We just all mid prices. Yeah, excuse, yeah, excuse me, Ben. This shit pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's have a quick look at percentages. Um, okay, so we'll sort these ones by percentages of pick teams. So Maxi Gorn, fifty-five percent, which is huge. Laird, he's still creeping, forty-three percent. Um, so LDU, that makes sense. Um, so the ones that I am very interested in, Dusty, nearly forty percent. Which mm-hmm. is huge. Jack Higgins, who probably won't play round one, 36%. Uh, he'll be out by the end of the JLT. So Danger, still sitting about 34%. So you're looking at, essentially, he's going to only in one out of every three sides. And that's a huge advantage. I mean, if you take into account um, him versus your stepping stone. So your stepping stone might be 105 Canigo at best. There's going to be 25 points per game for, what, eight rounds? Is 160 points. You're out of the game. That's that's as uh, for overall scoring that will literally get you out of the game 160 points early yep. on. You're not going to ever make that up. By the time that you get to that point where you have him, everyone else has already got him. So the 34% that have him are ahead. Yeah, I'd rather be EA Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. Yeah. Stay in the game, folks. So you just I think you have to start with the guys that are guaranteed to give you that really high average and there's what three super primos this year? Yeah. Titch, oh four, sorry, for five. Titch, Dusty, and Danger, I think you can't start without them. Yep, and essentially you're looking at Dusty's in, what, one out of every two and a half sides? Yep. Uh, Titch, 35% nearly, and Danger, 34 So Danger, again, yeah, one in every three sides. So yep. if one in every three of your opponents is going to go in without him. Um, and hopefully if like hopefully there's maybe more of the, that percentage. So maybe there's one in every – maybe you're one in four in your league. Like, who knows? Yep. Um, which would be amazing, so just quietly. Um, but yeah, Jaeger twenty five percent now. He's creeping, he's creeping, and Nick Nat thirty two. So look, I have have faith. Um, Start with him. Just get him in your team. Rework it. I, if you if you're going for overall win, I don't think you can get anywhere near the top without Danger, Dusty, and Titch. If you um, are going for 
um, league win, you can do whatever you like. Yeah. As long as you got them by the by the finals, doesn't really matter. If it gets so you can too go stre- for it after if the it bye. gets too stressful, I think I might even just go for league win and pick yeah. Paddy Ryder. Well, in my for, side. League, for league win, because there's only one in three teams that have him at the moment, you're only going to face him once every three times in your leagues anyway. So if you're going for league win, go Paddy Ryder. Yeah, what well, that's it, a good what, idea. What does it matter? Yeah, who cares if you tank one if you, round? If you're not going for the win... Get Paddy Ryder, Grey, Rocket, get them all, you team. Yeah, why not? <laughs> or just load up on round 14. Yeah, well, that's also a, a great one for league win. If you're going for league, just get every single round 14 premium you can get. Well, that happened in our... Tank eight, one round and you'll be sweet. Well, that happened in our 18-man uh, ladder. Uh, was it Snake 18-man uh, yeah, comp? By the, by the end of it, we realised, like, well, well we're, uh, we may as well just keep drafting well, right round 14 we had, people. Yeah, Danger, like... Hannah's Parker, like all these guys from round 14. Saints, we had Dunstan and... Yeah. Oh, heaps of like, you know what, let's just keep picking these guys because yeah. you might as well at that point. So, um, but look, you know, do find us on Facebook and Twitter. So f- thank you again for those that have shouted out. So uh, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider and um, Twitter, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. I did release the final copy as well of all my stats and notes. So particularly for draft comps and other primos, if you just want to help differentiate between which one you want to go with, Yep. Please get on there, find it, have a look. It's free content, it's free info, it's huge. Like even Dr. Supercoach and some of these other guys, they're just falling off their chair with like how much content there is there. So get on there and grab that. That's the last one of those I will release because I was updating that for my draft purposes. And now that I've done draft, I don't see the need to sit there and input a lot more data. So Perfect. Yep. <laughs> so get on there and there's enough there for you now to help pick teams. Yeah, and really, you should be right for the preseason. Just keep out for the rookies and we should be right. It's really helpful. All right, so next we're going to go through our uh, top 10 forwards defenders and have a bit of argumenting Yep. as to which but, ones we disagree with. But, yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of disagreements. And banter is going to be very solid, so keep an eye out for that one. Benter. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. You replaced the A with the E, yeah, and it made a different word. I know, if you change pun, one, if you change one more letter, it'll be bend, it'll be intended. It'll be bender. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, thanks for sticking around again. Appreciate all the listeners, and for those frequent uh, listeners, I hope you appreciate the shout out because we appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Until Have next a good time, one. boy. Bye-bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Yeah.